Hi everybody and welcome to the Dr. Psych Mom Show. Today I'm going to be talking about, um, yet again, a common misconception that men have, which is that if you're nice, then women don't respect you or they don't want to have sex with you or like just whatever wackadoo. I use that word a couple times now. <laughs> Last two podcasts, wackadoo, that's like from my childhood. Um, kind of kind of silly, ridiculous, I mean, I cannot even think of enough synonyms for ridiculous thought process this is. It is entirely inaccurate for the large, large majority of women who are healthy, and it is only accurate for the few women that are very unhealthy, such as ones that have borderline personality, an acute trauma history that's like really bad, etc. And uh, we will get into why to be nice to your wife right after I tell you to subscribe. My most recent subscriber episode was what does a healthy compromise look like when partners have differing libidos, which is just a common, common situation almost a, a universal situation after the honeymoon stage that one partner, most often the man, sometimes the woman has a higher libido than the other because people are not identical. So you're not dating your clone, so you can't have the exact same sex drive. So what do you do in this situation? What does a compromise look like that's healthy? What does a compromise look like that's unhealthy? What do men do to push too much? And what do women do to get out of their comfort zone too little? Uh, all that is on the most recent subscriber episode in addition to 122 more. By the time you hear this, more than that. Um, all right, so so let's uh, let's go to the topic at hand. A lot of guys think that being nice means just being like some sort of a pussy and so you shouldn't be nice to women because they just like assholes. This is so stupid. This is not real. This is like if your wife said, the reason that nobody likes me at work is I'm not just not bitchy enough. You'd be like, no, like that's first of all, you are. <laughs> and second of all, no, that is bullshit. Probably it's because you're not doing your job or you're too sensitive or some other thing because there's no reason that somebody's not going to like you unless you make yourself unlikable. So a lot of the guys that say that they're too nice are actually not nice. They're actually not being nice. And I know this because I see them in couples counseling. And they're like, you know what my problem is? And I even have a podcast with this title. My problem is I'm too nice. Let me tell anybody listening, if you think your only problem is that you're too nice, I have a bridge to sell you. It is some bullshit that you've told yourself. You probably learned it at home when you probably had a parent that was walking around loudly declaiming, you know, uh, how nice they are and how they get taken advantage of by everybody because they're so nice. No, this is not true. So it's, it's a way for basically a covert narcissist to act. I'm so nice that this is why I, things don't work out for me. It couldn't possibly because I render myself completely unlikable with this martyr act or I'm passive aggressive and irritating or any number of other things that would make people kind of unlikable. Uh, it has to be because I'm too nice. I'm just too good. I'm too good for the world, you know, and it's not real. So that, so how do guys that think that they're too nice actually come off? A lot of them come off very manipulative. And there is a, uh, this idea of covert contracts in the manosphere that like if you are being a nice guy, but you're doing it with the intention of getting laid, then that's a covert contract and women pick up on that shit and they don't like it. That's true. But also there's Occam's razor too, like a very simple explanation, which is that you're really not that nice. So what do I mean by nice? I mean, kind, 
attentive, caring, loving, agreeable, pleasant. Uh, on the big five personality traits, you would be high on agreeableness, which just means somebody who goes with the flow, which everybody likes. Everybody likes that uniformly, right? Unless, I told you at the beginning, I would say who doesn't like this, women who have been mistreated, right? So if a woman has been mistreated, particularly by men, then they will only find it familiar when a guy is a raging asshole. And that is what they will go for. So, you know, it's a very, very uh, few women, thank God, are in the category that they have been abused so massively that they can only really gravitate toward abusive men. But those do exist. So women with borderline personality disorder, the, the way that you get borderline personality disorder is by being a sensitive kid in a very bad environment, which can include emotional, sexual, physical abuse. But most people don't have borderline personality disorder. This is very low rates, you know, like one or two percent. So the reality is that most people do not have borderline personality disorder. Ninety eight percent of people do not. And so therefore, if if you're basing anything on on this, then, you know, you are likely missing the fact that your wife does not have borderline personality disorder unless she does, in which case this is not relevant. And uh, therefore, she wants somebody who treats her well, you know, she wants somebody who treats her well because she's a healthy human being, at least in part, she's a healthy human being. She's not perfect, but generally human beings want somebody who treats them well. That's what they want. So if you are a nice, attentive, loving guy and you're having marital problems, maybe you're not so nice. I mean, you know, I mean, really think about it. I mean, maybe you're not coming off like you think you are. Perception is reality. There's a lot of guys who are very successful in business and they would never say, you know, I think we closed this deal, but he doesn't think we closed the deal, but I do. So you know what? I'm just going to operate as though we have that money coming in because I personally think that we closed the deal despite that, you know, the guy I was trying to make the deal with insists that we did not in fact make a deal. I'm just going to go with that we did. No, it's crazy, right? But then you do that in your marriage. You're like, I think I'm nice. She, you know, has lots of problems with my personality. She thinks I could be arrogant, passive aggressive, difficult, rigid, overly controlling, anxious, all of them, all manner of things. But you know what? I think I'm a nice guy. So thus, the problem must be that women don't like nice guys. I'm serious. This is actually what happens with a lot of couples that come in. The guy insists that he's so nice. And the woman's like, but he's, he's not. He's not nice. But if she hadn't come in, this is why couples, this is why when I have individual um, therapy, very, very frequently, I say, just let the spouse come in one time, right? Let me consult with the spouse. And frequently it turns into couples counseling then. But at least I could understand from this horse's mouth exactly what the spouse thinks of the person. Because people really cannot, you know, they, they, they don't, they can't really pass up that opportunity <laughs> to really say what they think of the person. So very frequently, somebody who comes in saying, oh, I'm so nice, I'm so nice. Yeah, like, sure, they're not like a nasty person, but they have plenty of things that render them not so pleasant, agreeable, loving, caring, etc., as they think that they are. So the, the point here is, 
if you are genuinely a nice guy, it's probably going to go well for you. Friendships, marriage, parenting. And by nice again, what did I mean? Not some sort of pushover manosphere idea of nice guy syndrome or whatever, but actually a, a likable, agreeable, flexible, laid back, uh, uh, pleasant, happy, cheerful person. Any actual synonyms in, in like a dictionary of nice. So if you are, in fact, not as nice as you think, then what should you do? Well, first of all, you would have to know that. So actually take the feedback that your wife has given you. You know, I mean, she may say you're too passive. She may say that you're too rigid. She may say that you're too anxious. All of these things, those don't sound too nice, honestly, to deal with. So maybe it's not her. Maybe it's not that you're too nice and nice guys finish last. Maybe you're not nice. And maybe nice guys finish first as they do literally Everywhere, like everywhere, likable people are liked. And it's a very big myth that only mean people get to be popular or whatever. Actual research shows that the likable people are the popular people. The, the enough people like them. That's literally the definition of popularity. And only really the people on the that, that have always struggled with social anxiety and um, can never kind of, and awkwardness and, and, you know, real difficult interpersonal relationships. These people think that the popular people are all assholes. But when you actually hang out with the popular people, like when they grow up, it, it's the same thing for them in business. It's the same thing for them in relationships. They are the kinder people and that's why people are drawn to them. They're smiling. They're happy. They're frequently extroverted. You know, it, it's nice to be around them. They compliment people, you know, and you can really only act nice from a position of power. You know, you have to have confidence in order to act nice. Otherwise, you're always kind of jockeying for a position in the social hierarchy. But the people who are confident are the nicest of all because they can afford to be, you know? So it's like the guy who treats a, a, you know, a waitress or a waiter like shit, like that's not a nice guy, but it's also not a guy with any confidence. The guy with confidence treats everybody nice because why not? He feels good. Why shouldn't everybody feel good? If this is the kind of nice guy that you are, it's unlikely, honestly, that you're listening that much to my podcast because your marriage is probably going all right. Now, does that mean that your wife's libido will never slacken? Obviously not. So th there is a situation in which it is a genuinely nice guy in all of the ways that I say, a pleasant, agreeable, kind, generous guy, and things are going well until his wife's libido, you know, decreases or she experiences depression or anxiety or any of these things. And then, you know, he starts to act less nice because he doesn't understand why her, de her desire is down. And then he starts getting all bent out of shape about it. These are the kind of couples that could really benefit from counseling and for whom counseling doesn't really even um, have to last endlessly because it's really a lot of education. Like, you know, a guy learning that his wife's desire naturally goes down within monogamy. Here are the ways that the female body works. Here are the ways that's, you know, responsive versus spontaneous desire work, et cetera, et cetera. And so such a guy, if he feels like he is actually being a nice, kind, loving guy and his wife's desire goes down anyway, but he's always had this, you know, false narrative that 
women are attracted to you just based on your personality and your looks and it has nothing to do with them internally, their cycle, their aging, their hormones, their giving birth, their depression, their anxiety. If he thinks that it's all having to do with him and he thinks he's still doing his part of the deal, such as it were, by being an actually kind and nice guy, but her desire goes down anyway and then he somehow feels like she doesn't like him anymore, you know, versus understanding that desire just goes down for various reasons, then he could start turning into a real asshole because he's resentful and then he's not nice anymore. And then her desire goes down even further into the gutter, you know, because he's actually acting kind of like a dick. And this is a very common, you know, dynamic that I see is that everything was going well and the guy actually was kind of, you know, a nice guy until he kind of misinterpreted his wife's natural slackening of desire or whatever uh, health issues or hormone issues or birth or pregnancy or whatever issue she had related, uh, unrelated to him that had to do, that would have been temporary. So for example, pregnancy, right? So if a guy does not really understand that pregnancy can wreak havoc on a woman's body and brain, and then within nursing, basically you have no sex drive at all, and he he assumes that she's just like not into him anymore. And then he starts thinking, oh, she only sees me as a paycheck or like whatever. And only as a dad and not as a husband. And maybe I just have to go to the gym more or something. And he doesn't understand like any kind of basic education about female desire or biology. Then he starts to act like an asshole. And then she's going to not come back out of the pregnancy nursing phase with desire again as many women do, of course, when the, you know, the tiny little child stage is over, they do want to have sex again. If they're in a loving marriage, they won't come back out of that because they're not in a loving marriage anymore because now he is acting like an asshole. He's not being a nice guy. So for healthy women and healthy men, being treated well makes you feel good and more likely to be close and more likely to be flexible, generous, and giving and get outside your comfort zone. For unhealthy people, such as people who have been very much abused as children, they will be more drawn to assholes, right? They will be of both genders. So a guy who's abused will also be drawn to a woman who's not nice to him, you know? And so when you have very low self-esteem, then you are drawn to people who don't treat you well. But hopefully the goal of most men is not to marry and procreate with a woman who has very low self-esteem. You want to get a woman who feels pretty okay about herself and uh, if not great about herself, you know, and who thinks that she deserves somebody to treat her well. So if she thinks somebody deserves to treat her well and you don't, well, then the shit's going to hit the fan. So just to be completely uh, clear, I don't get a lot of people in couples counseling at all where I'm like, man, that's such a nice guy. What a loving man. Just partnered with such a bitch. You know, poor guy. Like, that is, like, very rare. I mean, not that I would ever say, like, you know, that's not going to be clinical diagnosis, nice guy with bitch. But, you know, it's, like, sure, some people come in and the wife has, like, pretty flagrant borderline symptoms, and he then usually has pretty flagrant narcissistic symptoms, as I've discussed, those two find each other. Or she's, like, super depressed, so she's, like, very angry and irritable, like, all the time. And, like, quite honestly, he's not doing much wrong, you know, but she is really suffering from postpartum depression or something. Yes, yeah, sometimes. But most of what I see is that he thinks he's real nice, but he's not. And I see it the other way too. Women come in, oh, I'm so nice. I'm so good to him. 
Oh, yeah, what do you do? Oh, I do all these things for the children. <laughs> and, you know, if he's around, he can come. <laughs> like, so, you know, there's people are, people generally overestimate how nice they are. They overestimate what a good spouse they're being. They overestimate, like, how likable they are. I mean, people overestimate what a good sense of humor they have, what a good driver they are, like, everything. So if you think that you're being so nice, but yet your spouse does not seem to be responding to you well, this would be a very good thing to come to couples counseling and say, you know, because everybody I hope that listens to this podcast wants, you know, a reality check of some sort. And it could be a big reality check to go talk to somebody else. And then, you know, they don't think your problem is that you're too nice. They actually don't think that at all. You know, maybe they think that your problem is that you're too passive or too anxious or too controlling or too jealous or too or you have too low self-esteem or you yourself are depressive. And then on the other hand, your spouse is dealing with whatever their issue is. And it's a dynamic because it's a dynamic <laughs> in, in in almost every situation, unless, as I said, somebody is is in a massive depressive episode, very much addicted to something and just acting like in a completely different way than, than they ever did originally, you know, because of, of, of some big change that just happened to them. Yes, sure. But you know what? It doesn't really take the partner too long before they start acting like an asshole right back. Because that's just how people are, and then the dynamic perpetuates itself. So the reality is, if you are nice, loving, kind, etc., in any sort of anything even close to a healthy relationship, this is going to go a hell of a lot better for you. And if your relationship isn't going well, interrogate how truly nice, kind, loving, etc., you are being. A healthy person responds so well to that. Women will brag about that. Oh, my husband did the sweetest thing for me. Oh, my husband did the nicest thing. And they smile and they'll be happy. And even in couples counseling, the guy does something nice, he ends up getting laid a lot more because that's just the reality of how life goes. When the woman does something nice, he ends up happier too. People who are in a relationship want the other one to be nice to them. Unless, as I said, there is a unique, uh, very abusive history going on. But then the large, the most of you that are listening, the nicer you are, the better your marriage will go. And nice is not a bad word. It is in no way a turn off. It is, it is a turn on that women want a man who seems like he loves them. That is, that is cachet. That's, that's, that's something to brag about that your husband loves you so much. You know, this is what everybody wants. This is what all that intimacy porn is on the internet that your wife ravenously consumes those couples in love on Instagram, etc. She doesn't follow people where the guy treats the woman like shit. She follows couples on social media where the guy's always bringing home flowers and writing like cute little notes to her and picking her up and writing, you know, and swinging her around and kissing her and hugging her and looking at her lovingly. This is the stuff that your wife likes. That's the porn for her. Like the porn for you is blowjobs and anal and whatever you watch. This is her anal. <laughs> so on that note, um, I will depart, but keep this in mind. And it would be a good one, you know, to, to really think about in terms of should I go to couples counseling? Because the answer is probably yes. You know, as, as wonderful and brilliant as my podcast can be, it's really not a uh, replacement for couples counseling if you're really struggling. So anyway, uh, I hope everybody has a great day and I will talk to y'all soon. Do subscribe. Bye-bye.